0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Sunday night is big game night, and if you've forgotten to book the Monday off like a mug, then you'll be doing the same old laying out of clothes as you would on any other Sunday. But
0: if you enter a fantasy team into the Paddy Power Fantasy big game, you'll get your entry money back as cash if there's a field goal scored. Paddy Power Fantasy.
1: Max Cash Refund, £9 per
0: customer. T's and C's and Paddy Power Fantasy rules apply. 18plus.begumbleware.org. Hello and welcome to The Nat Coom Show, presented by Paddy Power Fantasy, coming to you live from Miami Beach. And Jason Bell, when I say live from Miami Beach. I mean, live from Miami Beach, here we are. Ned, I just got out the water. I mean, that's
1: how <laughs> I like. Mean, I, I just, I can dry off that fast. That was quick. That was quick. That's you, what I do. Do you surf, j Of
0: course I surf. I want to
1: see proof of that this never, week. I never, never. I want to see
0: proof. We can live with these new surroundings, huh?
1: Oh, man, this is amazing. What a great place to be. What a great experience. I'm excited for everything the week has on.
0: Now, it is early doors here in Miami, but the sun has come up for our show, so I'm glad about that. First things first, have you recovered from opening night? I have. It was, it was, it was
1: tough. It was exciting man those teams were live man they were both so excited to be there it was just amazing to see the atmosphere the fans were great i mean it gets better every year as an event
0: i'm disappointed
1: that you're not wearing a white tracksuit for the show today to be honest no as all the players i'm in miami I'm in Miami, man. I got to look fly, man. you, you know? looking fly. Yeah, it's a city you know well, of course. It is. It yeah. is. I, I went to business school out mm-hmm. here. I didn't go out much because mm-hmm. I was studying. But course, strictly I, you know, business. Yeah, I went strictly
0: business. Great place. Great food. Great people. We're going to get into a lot today, particularly keying in on the defenses because that's something you know a hell of a lot about. But I want to start by painting... The picture of Super Bowl week and opening night, of course, hence the title, is when things really start to kick off. And even that event alone, as we talked about on the pod on Tuesday, has just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's representative, I think, of Super Bowl week. Full stop. It just seems to get larger and brasher and louder every year.
1: Yeah, and if anybody's aware of it, it's the players. The players know that's a chance to get their voice out there uh, to go over everything the media wants to talk to them about, and you know, leave that. In the in, and go on and start to focus on the game mm. at hand, right? Get that d- out of
0: the way and start to get ready for the week. You hear that a lot, though. When you're talking to players, and media access is something I want to talk to you about because that is off the charts. It's the access you have to players all through the week. One of the common questions is, how do you deal with this pressure? you got family. you got to sort tickets out. Everywhere you go, you're hearing Super Bowl, Super Bowl, and every player says the same thing. They say the same thing. Oh, I just treat it like another game. It's just another game. That's what I'm telling myself, but... That is much easier said than done, isn't it? Oh, much easier said than done. You try to get the ticket situation handled the week before, but is that the hardest thing? That's a tough thing. (laughs) Who's coming, right?
1: But as much as you try to avoid it, you still turn the television on. Mm-hmm. Everybody's talking about you. They're talking about the game. They're talking about the matchups. And you try to block out all that noise. Some players
0: are better than others, but everybody is impacted by it. In a way, do you think things like opening night and the media uh, uh, availability, which is every day, which is every day, there's media availability and the press from all over the world can rock up, talk to, but sit down at a table in many cases and just start talking to a player for as long as they want. Is that a welcome distraction for the players, do you think? I think they're just so used to it.
1: You know, it's it's a part of the game. They're aware that this is a huge event and they want to be a part of it. But it's just what they do. You know, they found a way to handle both of it. They're prepared. And they just they just segment that off and say, let's take care of this and then go on practice.
0: There's an edge this Super Bowl as well because these are two teams that are really compelling for lots of different reasons. We'll get into many of those today. But it feels fresher than maybe, uh, some of the more recent Super Bowls for one quite obvious reason, right? Yeah. I mean, that's
1: what Media Night showed you how, how excited these teams were to be here. Mm. It wasn't business as usual like it's been in the past for some teams. Mm. It was, we are here. We are going to soak all this in in Miami and go out there and, 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 you know, appreciate that everybody in the world wants to talk to you. Uh, take that in. It, I mean, it's,
0: mm. it's a, it's an experience of a lifetime. There's nothing wrong with being excited in terms of, that uh, relaxation and that, and that approach to something as major as opening night, the relaxed state of mind. I remember the New York Super Bowl, the, which the Seahawks went on to win five years ago. And that was really, really clear that they went into that and lots of the other events very relaxed. That manifested itself on the sidelines early on. I remember, I think, Marshall Lynch body popping <laughs> on the bench early doors <laughs> in the game. Uh, can you read a lot into that? Can you read a lot into how the teams are in the build-up to the week? I mean, both of these, as you say, seem to be quite chilled and seem to be quite relaxed with it. Yeah. But, but that, I guess, has some bearing, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's all about the coaching staff kind of, you know, leading the players and saying, don't get overwhelmed. Mm. Don't work yourself up. Stay relaxed. Enjoy the moment. Mm. Be calm. Because when game time comes, it's going to be all action.
0: Big time. What makes, J-Bell, a great Super Bowl city? Oh, The weather. Weather is good.
1: The weather is good. The fans, really. Mm. You know, it's the fans. Everybody's so excited. You know, each team is represented and everybody is just happy. So I think it's the fans coming in collectively and just taking over city and, you know, the tourism board. Mm. You know, each city does the best they can to kind of help all the people from out of town come in here and uh, feel like it's home.
0: I was expecting you straight off the bat to say parties. I thought that was a lock.
1: I would have said that, but you know, I'm, I'm not
0: sure who's watching. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> fair but one thing I learned about you just before we came on there, speaking of parties, your go-to karaoke song. Oh yeah, yeah, show, yeah. Yeah, world. yeah, you know, you know, little George Michael, you know, it's, it's, I, 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 can, <laughs> I want to find a karaoke bar by the end of the week <laughs> and do that actually. I go free falling by Tom Petty. That's my, oh, that's that good. is my go-to. Now, you haven't played at Hard Rock Stadium, of course, because that's the latest incarnation, but that stadium's got a lot of history and you, you go back and have played there in the past, haven't you?
1: Yeah, I play there and I've played there as, as a season opener when it's very difficult to play there because the humidity is so high. Yeah. A lot of teams that aren't used to practicing in that weather come out here and fail. So right. uh, yeah, luckily I was in Houston and we came from a humid We came out here and won. I
0: love the fact you got that in, snuck that in. Uh, It is well different to Super Bowls of recent years and you think about the brand new state of the art stadiums, Atlanta, Minneapolis. These were great, great stadiums, but this is going to have a different vibe on Sunday, isn't it? It's
1: going to have a different vibe, but it's going to be a great vibe. Mm. It's a great stadium and it's all about the atmosphere the fans bring. I mean, Mm. when you're in there as a player, that is your fuel. You know, that crowd and their excitement, you know it's different. I mean, as soon as you get in the playoffs, things mm. change. But
0: you are at the ultimate, the pinnacle, and you feel it when you're on that field. Let's get down to business then. I want to start with the 49ers defense then, the best in the business going up against the best in the business. Something's got to give with the 49ers D taking on Patrick Mahomes or vice versa, whichever way you look at it. Right? How lucky are we? Of
1: this matchup, right? You have strength on strength. Mm. And you're right. San Francisco is the best defense in the league, and that's because they have the best defensive line if your front four is that dynamic you cause havoc and that is your only hope against patrick mahomes Mm -hmm. this guy is magic he creates those secondary plays those second reaction plays and throws the ball down the field for huge
0: chunks of yardage and the only way you slow that down is with a dominant defensive line great defensive line great secondary as well the number one pass d in the nfl and richard sherman leading by example uh, 46.8 is the passer rating against Sherman this season, which tells you a lot. And sometimes those stats are misleading. In this case, absolutely not. What a season he's having. You know why he's so good too, Nat? It's because of his football IQ. Mm. When you are a
1: cornerback and you understand the pressure your defensive line is bringing, you have an internal clock in your head. You know when the ball is supposed to be thrown. And he knows that and understands that and teaches the rest of the secondary don't panic. The ball has to come out
0: quicker in certain situations. That's why he's had so much success. He's also a great character, isn't he? And he's been reasonably outspoken once again this week because he had a few landing spots that he could have <laughs> gone to. Uh, and the 49ers glad that he chose San Francisco. But he said there are some teams he he passed on because he didn't like their... I think the Belichickian way, the Patriots way is what he said. So w- w- which is, uh, it, you know, it, what we want to see from Sherman in the build-up to the Super Bowl. Uh, unequivocal. Calling it how it is, right? Listen, Sherman can say whatever he
1: wants because he has all the criteria and checked all the boxes during his career.
0: It's a strong unit. Uh, I mean, notably, you look at Akella Witherspoon being benched. That tells you how strong this unit is. So the 49ers, despite the fact they're going up against this high-octane offense with all kinds of weapons that we'll get into on the Chiefs. They're going to fancy their chance in terms of that matchup, aren't they?
1: Yeah, and they had to bench him because he was losing confidence, Mm. especially when he came back after injury. But yeah, I mean, that unit, they have that—they run that zone concept defense, but they like to match up in man-to-man coverage in those zones, and they have a great grasp of it, and they run it very, very good because their defensive coordinator is teaching them well. Oh, speaking of which,
0: were you surprised Robert Seller didn't get uh, a head coaching gig? I mean, he was apparently in line, or in the frame for the Browns job but some people are saying well they'd already decided on Stefanski that was a uh, uh, you know an exploratory interview I, I think a lot of people are surprised that uh, he didn't wasn't prized away and, and certainly the 49ers to their benefit that he wasn't taken
1: uh, no i'm surprised but Kyle Shanahan is
0: very happy that he's not gone <laughs> right.
1: because they have something special going on and he
0: wants to stick with him for as long as possible in terms of uh, the chiefs offense uh, against the pass D really good piece by a writer called Scott Geeland who uh, talked about teams that have had success against the Chiefs this season and he picked out the LA charge and said one of the reasons they've had relatively speaking success defensively was they uh, removed the over the middle mm-hmm. option mm-hmm. Mahomes' sweet spot Hill and Kelsey in particular uh, that is where the 49ers can can make some ground against Kansas City.
1: Yeah, and they're similar defenses right? Mm-hmm. That same kind of cover three zone concept. And the reason you do that is you do a thing. You spot drop. You know where he's going to go with the ball. You know the area. So you drop your underneath defenders in there mm-hmm. and cause traffic right? It's like driving a car. You want to avoid traffic at <laughs> all times. So that's what they try to do and they try to prevent his first read across the middle and make it difficult for him. But that's when he does those
0: second reaction plays. That is our poll incidentally at the NC show. Can the 49 d stop patrick mahomes that's a question that everybody's asking this week the pass rushes you outlined jay bell really significant and they're doing it with four which means they don't have to blitz but when they blitz they're successful with that as well yeah it's 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 the option the change up and that's what they have
1: when they know they have to get off the field that is when they bring an extra defender
0: and put that immediate pressure on patrick mahomes Mahomes is the complete article, isn't he? I mean, he's got a big arm, he's mobile, he's football smart, and he's fearless as well. Does he have a weak link? I mean, you know, right now his weakness is not winning a
1: Super Bowl at this point. But, you know, what he's done is, you know, that year under Alex Smith, I think really helped him cerebrally break down the game and understand how to manage it because he's out there and he knows exactly what's happening during the game and what he has to execute to get his team back in the game mm. and he does that whether it's on the
0: field or on the sideline are you surprised uh, uh, you know looking at where Mahomes went in the draft and Lee Steinberg his agent I remember doing a, uh, having a conversation with him on my radio show uh, and Steinberg of course because it's his client was hyping it up and saying this guy is the real deal And at the time, I thought Lee Steinberg has seen a lot of great quarterbacks. He's represented a lot of great quarterbacks. Maybe there's something in this. But I don't think anybody saw this player coming, did they? I mean, you just don't know, right, coming out of college because of the
1: system Mm. that they're in. So it's always a thing where you have to go out and look in the future and say, how is this player going to be? But the thing about Patrick Mahomes is arm talent. You know, his dad was a pitcher in Mm -hmm. baseball. And the way he can throw the ball from all these different angles and platforms is amazing, like a shortstop. And that is his skill. Heel. You just
0: can't coach that. That's what makes them so elite. The 49ers have had problems with mobile quarterbacks this season. I think it's fair to say they have allowed the third most rushing yards to quarterbacks. Uh, Lamar Jackson, players that have that in their arsenal seem to make hay against his 49 is D, so something else for them to be thinking about.
1: Yeah. There's a different level of mobility, mm-hmm. right? Lamar <laughs> Jackson is on a whole different <laughs> yeah. level. Never, yeah. Where's Mahomes in relation to him in, in that respect? I mean, say. they're not even the same kind of guy as right. far as mobility, but what Mahomes does is he creates time to throw the ball down the field, and that is
0: dangerous. In terms of the weapons here for the Chiefs, there are so many of them. And then you throw Andy Reid in the mix, one of the greatest innovators Man. the game has ever seen. Which of Mahomes' weapons do you think is going to cause the 49ers' defense the most trouble? I think it's uh, Travis Kelsey. And the reason why is the way they
1: use him... Uh, they line him up predicates to pat mahomes what defense they're playing Mm. they use him as that kind of chess piece which gives him an advantage of knowing if they're in man or zone coverage because they like to do that and then who are you going to cover him with uh you know a safety
0: a Mm. linebacker it's always a mismatch what do you think that balance will be because as you say the 49 is typically in zone but when they've played man this season a lot of points have been given up the saints they when they played more man than zone uh, the Rams game as well. They were doing that, so that's a conundrum for them to work out, isn't it? Well, yeah, and they're going to play man on third and short because mm. you have to, and that's when they got to get off the field.
1: They got to get physical with the receivers and make sure they give time to that D line to get
0: there because that's when they have to win in man coverage. Get involved with the poll at the NC Show. Can the four downers D stop Patrick Mahomes? It's one of the big questions we've been asking all week. Let's move on to the other side of the ball and talk at the Chiefs defense against the 49ers offense. And I'll lead off, j Bal, by asking you, are people underrating this Chiefs D? Well, they've had success of late, right? They went on this
1: winning streak, and supposedly they've been playing better. They have. But I look at their opponent, and they haven't played high-profile offenses and that worries me. This is the best offense they've played all year right. at the biggest game. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm looking at. I mean, yes, they've gotten better at stopping the run. The D-line has definitely improved. They're getting off blocks better, but still, this is a different animal in San Francisco.
0: Because yeah sometimes stats can be misleading as we say and you look at the run in the last seven games people are saying they're the most improved defense or the best defense against the run. It seems like a real mismatch on paper doesn't it? We see what Carl Shanahan has managed to achieve. The, the Just the invention there with how he's using the run. So talk about that particular matchup. The Chiefs run D against this run led offensive of Shanahan. Let me tell you
1: what. This is where the game this is the other matchup where they game will be won because think about it san francisco wants to get out to a lead and run out the clock right they want to play keep away and they are going to run the ball effectively to do that and they can because of that zone scheme they have they'll run outside they'll run inside they run all kind of different run looks which confuses the d line and the linebackers because regardless of what happens you have to be aware of the gap you have to cover And what happens off of that when you're so worried about covering your gap in the run game? The play action pass. So everything comes off of this run game. The outside run, in particular, is going to be critical for the Chiefs to stop, isn't it? Yeah, because they, they want to—they want to stretch you out, get you running sideways, and then a speed back like Raheem Moster hits it fast
0: and then get chunk yards. I mean, he can get twenty, thirty on you real quick. Mostert, I mean, what a story he is! I mean, and we've seen it before, and you know, the Patriots seem to have the blueprint uh, for this of <laughs> finding players that other people didn't want or players that suddenly weren't hyped up or rated, and even kicked around the NFL and bounced around the NFL suddenly. Becoming stars or being significant contributors. That's what Shanahan's managed to do with a number of plays, particularly Mostert, right? See, the
1: beauty of Shanahan is he knows what he needs. He says, I need a guy that does this because this is what I want to do in the game. And he sees that in his running back. That's why he has a diverse group. But he needs speed. And the one thing about it is, I know Raheem Mostert has bounced around and people try Mm. to say that. But the fact that you bounced around and you keep getting jobs lets me know how good you are. The NFL is all about opportunity. Mm. When you get your opportunity, you go out there and you make plays. I tell you right now, he
0: will never, ever be an unsung <laughs> Hero again, everybody's aware of his talent. No doubt about that. Uh, let's talk about Steve Spagnola because he is the architect of this improved Chiefs, Steve. And I take your point that their schedule has been, certainly compared to the 49ers, more straightforward. But Spagnola has been there, has done it. The architect, of course, of of those two giant Super Bowl wins over the Patriots. And a coach you know all too well, of course.
1: Yeah, I played under him, uh, the year I went on injured reserve, the first Super Bowl year. Uh, so I was in the install when they were putting in that new defense. Mm -hmm. And the one thing about him is, uh, it takes a high, you have to be a high level communicator. Uh, because that's what happens, especially on the back end in the secondary. And that's why Tyron Matthew is so important. Right. That's why he wanted him in free agency. Yeah. He needed a guy that could line everybody up. And he's a, pl- he's a coach that gets better as the season goes on because he learns his players. He learns what they do well, and he puts them in that position. A lot of coordinators just say, I'm going to run my defense. You learn it, and that's it. Mm. But the smart ones, in my opinion, say, this is my talent. I'm going to
0: tailor it to them, and that's how we'll have success. How much confidence as well does, should it give Chiefs fans that he's been there and done it, but particularly the way that he did it, the fact that he managed to find a way in both instances, certainly in 2007 most notably, but in both cases, of, of creating a plan and executing, getting his players to execute that plan to stop something that most people thought was unstoppable. You said the key,
1: creating a plan, right? you got two weeks to get this plan together. They already know what they're going to do, right. so now it's all about freshening up. But if you got a coach who's been there before, who's won, and he sits there and he looks at you and he goes, Fellas, I figured it out. Mm -hmm. You believe it as a player because he has the pedigree. He's done it. So they should be very confident because all the things that go on with this, he's seen before, and he can keep his players calm and locked in to the
0: moment. Let's talk about other areas of this Chiefs defense, J-Bell. The pass D, strong, of course, fewest yards allowed to wide receivers, um, But a weak spot here, ranking 29th out of 32 in terms of yards off the catch. So how do you like that matchup?
1: Yeah, well, you know, with the Chiefs pass, D, they're going to ha- – what they've been doing well is they've been matching, pattern matching. Mm. Okay, so this is what the team does well offensively. Spags has found a way to take that away. That's because he's got Tyron Matthew. Mm. That's the key. So he's going to take away your good Go to place. But when you look at the statistic you threw out there, it's all about tackling. Mm. You must tackle the catch. That is the key. No yards after catch. It's all about fundamentals, basics. Remember, this game is simple. You just have to be good at the small details. Mm. And tackling is it.
0: That's, that's a big detail. Big, de- big detail.
1: <laughs> the <It's> tackle football. <laughs> <laughs> the,
0: the pass rush against the 49ers O line. Frank Clark had a great line on opening night. The 49ers haven't seen a defensive end like me yeah. is what he said. Yeah. 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 He's, he's, he's a player.
1: He's a player, but you know, the one thing you have to realize is they're running that play action pass, that boot. They are going to make you think. Mm. They're going to make your backside defender, uh, your backside defensive end. He's going to think, is the boot coming to me? Is mm. the run going away? There's a lot of things going on it's not a simple drop back pass scheme where you're like let's pin our ears back and get after the quarterback it's so many distractions mm. in this offense and that
0: slows down the pass rush yeah and we talk about andy reed being a great innovator shanahan you know younger gun but step up following in his footsteps uh, a couple of players that there's a lot of buzz about this week Carl, you check uh the fullback and george kittle who you know has been a superstar this season although relatively quiet uh in terms of production in the playoffs But, of course, his game is far more than just receiving yards, isn't it? Oh, man. Listen, George Kittle,
1: man, I'm telling you, he is a monster in the run game. He loves run blocking. He is why they are able to have success running behind him. It's the same way Gronkowski was used in New England. That's, I mean, nobody really talked about his power in the run game blocking. But as a receiver, he is a bully. He is, if you don't tackle him, he will change the momentum of the game quickly Mm
0: -hmm. by one of those plays where he's throwing defenders all over the place. that goes back to the yards after catch issue that the Chiefs D have. And what about Carl Juszczyk as well? A lot of buzz about both of those being productive in the offense going into the game. You know, so many uh, weapons on this 49ers offense too, much like the Chiefs. But he could be one of the stars of the Super Bowl. Think about when Shanahan got the job. He went out and paid a fullback a right. ton of money. Right. That
1: and did, it's a dying eye, oh, isn't mm, it,
0: the fullbacks? He right?
1: understood how important it is. Mm. Kyle Juszczyk doesn't have to touch the ball all game Mm. to be a huge impact in this game Mm. with everything he does remember because they're in base offense because they have a fullback that means you have to have your base defense out there that gives you an advantage on offense because
0: you can move him around like a chess piece gotta ask you a question on jimmy garoppolo because again talking about big narratives this week garoppolo is perhaps the biggest and it's completely dividing opinion of course one of the mainstream takes on the 49ers is because they've uh, based their game in the playoffs so much on the run, that that is the direction Shanahan wants to go, that he doesn't have faith in Garoppolo. And other arguments that I think ultimately are, are pretty nonsensical. When you, when you look at a number of factors, the fact that Shanahan wanted Garoppolo, the fact that he has had a number of games this season when he's been asked to air it out and has managed to do it. He's a clutch player as well. Yes, he turns over the ball a fair bit. But look at the Saints game we mentioned earlier on. If he needs to go toe-to-toe, He can. What kind of factor do you think Garoppolo is going to have in this game?
1: Let's look at this. Let's break this down. He's been under Tom Brady's tutelage. Right. He sees how to manage these huge games, right? With crazy implications on the line. Mm. So mentally, he's ready. Now, he hasn't played bad games in the playoffs, so now he's not in the Super Bowl and be like, i got to get it together, because he hasn't had to throw. So he has nothing to overcome. He has to go out there and make the throws that are designed for him because they will be there in the play-action pass. Mm. Trust me, this guy is ready for it, and Mm. he knows he's going to have to make big chunk plays
0: this game to keep up with Pat Mahomes and that KC offense. All right. We're going to wrap things up with three big questions. We're going to be asking this uh, our guests all week long, the big three questions, starting with... Jay, ba, you ready? <sighs> okay, okay. Who is going to be the unlikely hero at Super Bowl 54? The unlikely hero. Ooh, let's think. Who, who haven't we talked... Debo Samuels. Debo Samuels.
1: Yeah. Nice. I, I want to go with him because think about it. Mm. If We were talking about Garoppolo, these chunk plays, these huge yardage plays, and missing tackles in Casey's defense. Mm-hmm. Debo Samuel is like a running back when he gets the ball in the open field. I think he can be that guy. He can exploit he that. Could, he can do that.
0: Maybe the most important question I'll be asking you all show long. Are you more looking forward to watching J-Lo or Shakira at halftime? This is tough. Both, of course. Come on, man.
1: I mean, listen.
0: Are we going to see special guests as well? I mean, you're yes. You're a connected man. You must know. So I know, intel. but then I
1: can't tell J-Bow. you. Oh. I'll lose my status. It's like in the government, <laughs> man. You know, lose. I got to keep. Right. You, you know. can tell me
0: that after. Maybe, will they sing a George Michael? Will they sing your karaoke? Uh, no, song? I told him okay. chill out on that. That's for me. Maybe you're the special that's guest. That's ooh, Jordan. you never know. All right. Uh, and we'll save the biggest till last. Who is your, are you allowed to, well, yeah, we're going to go with it. Who will win Super Bowl 54? win Super Bowl forth. So I've been back and forth. Mm, so have I, man. Back
1: and forth. But I cannot go against defense mm-hmm. and defensive line. When you have a dominant front four, I have so much confidence in that. I'm going with San Francisco. I think that is the advantage. And overall, I like their team talent. Going forward, guys, I am. I am. The, I am. The good news Maybe it's because I'm from... The
0: West Coast too, and mm, that's probably a little bit a yeah. little bit of bias. Now I don't have to give my pick at least till Friday, so yeah. I got plenty of time. Hold on, hard. you had the hard. Hold yeah. On, I am, fl- am flip flopping all over that. Jay, but half an hour has absolutely flown but Look, the sun is out. I'm going surfing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right again. now. I thought you started the show, but I mean, I'm going I don't in. Think you were telling the truth. Uh, I think that was a fib. Uh, you've got a busy day ahead though, right? I do, I do. And you've got to get straight down to business. Yes. It is chaos out there. It is. It's great though. It's great. Who wouldn't want to be here in all this chaos? Oh, big time. It is great to see you, man. It is great to see you. It's certainly a lot warmer and sunnier than the last time I saw you back <laughs> home. And that's where we're going to be in a week. So we have got to make the most of it. Enjoy the surf. Enjoy the game as well. Uh, Jay Bell, of course, covering that on UK TV. We are back tomorrow. ESPN's Dan Oloski in the house. Looking oh, forward he's to that. the man. He is. A Smart cookie. Looking forward to catch up. We're going to drill down on quarterbacks in particular with Get him. Get some info. I'll, I'll, Call me. After. I'll, I'll, I'll WhatsApp you after right. that. J Bell, been a man. pleasure. All right, Take man. Take care. We'll see you tomorrow.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.